Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Well, we're all here. We didn't win the lottery last night, so we'll do today's show for you as planned. Darn it. Uh, darn it. Did we not win? Uh, no. Well, anybody? I don't I think, think anybody did. One. I didn't buy one. Here's what I don't understand, because, you know, they say how you have little million-dollar winners and little mm-hmm. winners here and there. There were four $1 million winners last week in Minnesota. Four right. one million. Not last night. No. Yeah, last night there was no jackpot winners. Yeah. None. Even the million, right? So the dream continues. Well, it looks like uh, when I was just, it looks like there were some million dollar winners in California, Colorado, Georgia, Minnesota. But Minnesota had four, four. $1 million. Yeah. That was we, really... brought them, we bought them a week too late. Yeah, but it looks like, uh, so Saturday it's up to $640 million. And then Let that the other one. Continue. I know. And then the Mega Millions, which you can also buy, it's up to seven hundred and fifty million. That's Friday night. Yeah, that'd Why be a fun just, weekend. Win seven fifty on Friday and win six forty on Saturday. That, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> I've thought about it a little bit more. Don't let yourself think about it. It's <laughs> but I wish they'd split it up into smaller winnings because who I'll needs start, that much money? I'll start to tell you all the sad tales of woes of. From people who've won big, big lottery oh, money. Oh, we know this to be true. Yes. We yeah, know. there's like a documentary yeah. on HBO or something. Yeah. What mm-hmm. What is it called? Too Much, Too Quick? Something like that. I'll look it up. Something, yeah. Too Big, Too Rich, Too too. I too stumbled fast. upon it yesterday when I was writing my lottery movie uh, questions. Crazy. I questions yeah. yesterday. That yeah, was fun. Mm-hmm. Yesterday well, was a fun show. Oh my God, crazy <laughs> show. Crazy <laughs> show. It was a Wednesday show. It, you know what? I love show. it when we go off the rails, though. I think those are the best shows. Well, well Weather Woody Alert is, yeah. but there is snow on the ground, like where's out the in Woodbury. Yeah, where's the blizzard? I mean, well, if it would be cooler, because it's like thirty-three degrees, Laurie. Yeah, yeah. It's not as strong. Yeah, Julia, we were on the same wavelength. You sent me a thing this morning. Oh no, Siegfried. Uh, Died the luscious blonde mane of Siegfried Fischbacher. His he's reunited with his soulmate Roy Horn, Horn. dying two days after we learned he'd had pancreatic cancer. Right. Confirmed by his sister, who's a nun in Germany, right. saying that he was being treated and he died at his home two days later, eight months after Roy. Horn passes away, and so... If, if you, Rocco, this is probably... Before, I don't know. You, did you ever see Siegfried and Roy? I never... I've been to the Mirage. I've never okay. seen them perform. They were the biggest deal, and it was one of the biggest investments that a casino made on entertainment in the 90s. Well, here's, mean, here's the story. Okay. So, Siegfried got into magic very early as a kid, mm-hmm. buying a magic book as a kid. That's how nine, it yeah. starts, right? Yep. And then he performed on a cruise ship in Europe under the stage name Delmar. And Roy Horn was the cap was a captain's bellboy, and they met on the ship. And that's where Siegfried and Roy were born. Siegfried asked Roy to be his assistant, and they performed on that ship until they were fired for smuggling a cheetah mm-hmm. on board for their part of their act. And then they... After they were fired, they took their act, including their big cats, to other cruise ships and theaters, nightclubs. And then they were scouted in Paris 
by somebody who worked in Las Vegas looking right. for acts, and they were asked to perform in the show Follies Berger at the Tropicana in 1967. Yes. I love the trop. I My dad too. took me to the Follies Berger, Berger when I was like 13. Oh, that's I, amazing. Dad <laughs> has exposed you to a lot of cool and stuff. Exposed being the proper word. Yeah, that's a lot of breasts. A lot of breasts. Yes. Um, so they performed as a side act in Vegas from 67 until 81. And then they got a show called Beyond Belief at the New Frontier oh, Hotel wow, and Lori. Casino. And then in 1990, they moved to what would become their forever home, the, uh, the Mirage. Mirage. And CNN reports that the $30 million production, as you mm-hmm. said, was an unheard of budget at the time at what was the biggest theater in Vegas. It regularly sold out and it stayed that way until 2003 when Montecor went down, you know, bit Roy and dragged him off stage and severed his spine and Roy suffered a stroke and was partially paralyzed. And that was the end of the act. And the last public appearance Siegfried and Roy made was in 2009 at the Bellagio. There was a gala mm-hmm. kind of honoring... Um, and- and it was, I'll never forget the first time we saw them because we were working at Carlson and they took I us. saw them before you. You saw them. You did. I saw them for the first time I went to Vegas on a girls bachelorette weekend for uh, my friend Jill's wedding. And one of the bridesmaids' dad was some big wig at 3M and he got us tickets to see Siegfried and Roy. And I was like... We couldn't believe it. I, I mean, couldn't believe it. Even though we our seats were so close when you and I went, we could see the doors that they were popping down into, right. even in the dark. Yeah. It was still... It was a spectacle, it and was, it was very it fabulous. It was such an eye orgasm. It was so much fun. But I don't even know that they would do that now. No. You know? Not with animal rights anyway, and everything else. But it was... They were partners in magic and glamour. They never confirmed or denied their love life. They're... I've gone to their estate by, you know, the middle of the night, Little Bavaria, I think they call it. And it was two homes and a, on a huge block, long block, and the animals were in the middle mm-hmm. and they had two homes. And the guy who was taking out the garbage told us, oh, yeah, Siegfried lives on one wing, Roy's on the other, and then the animals are in the middle. And we could hear... We could hear animals roaring. Mm-hmm. They were early adapters of plastic surgery. Very much add. so. They're but together forever. They were together. For, and, you know, and, and um, Siegfried's um, long lifetime mantra was in magic, anything is possible. And a lot of magicians are doing tributes to yeah. him today and reaching out because they really, what they did was, it was amazing magic. It was David Copperfield, you know, yeah, like yeah, it yeah. was over the top, but it was so... That was really, I'm yeah, so glad f- we got to see that. Same. And then, you know, the White Tigers, uh, as far as I know, are still, still at the at Mirage. The Mirage mm-hmm. in the, at which, you know, but they were there 14 years. And just like you, Julie, my girlfriend, the friend whose dad worked at 3M, uh-huh. we were very close. Um, and we could, we were like, wow, we can see the, I know. how the animals are coming. I'm I, like, this isn't fair because I can see the But it was a trap door, and if you were too close or whatever, but we still thought it was just It was still, because bad. then suddenly, two seconds later, there's this ginormous white lion in front of you, and you're like, ah! Yeah, yeah. That was a cool show. I like being in awe of shows. Yeah. That was pretty. So anyway, they're both gone. And, and how about that? His sister, the nun, ends up being the one that... Uh, Letting Confirms the world know. 
And I guess he was under hospice care, and it's pancreatic cancer. I mean, it's the kiss of death. You oh don't, boy, it's you, bad. You really, you know, for the bones, it's the hip. Yeah, <laughs> when the hip used to go, but they've come a long yeah. way on that one. But then pancreatic is not a good one. Bowling came back last night. How okay? Last I was with you, I was doing my Thera puncher on your arm, on my shoulder. Well, you know when I when when bowling ended on January 11th. Uh, my average was 132. January 11th? Or, or November 11th. Okay. And uh, my average was 132, so that was the goal. We have a couple of fun nights, uh, weeks of bowling that aren't going to count because it's like three-thirds is the bowling season. A third and a third and a third. And sure. And that's for winning and points. So basically, we have the first third. The middle third is just going to be nothing. And then the final third. So it'll be uh, whoever wins will have a star next to their name because it wasn't a full season. Got it. People don't want to add bowling at the end because then they have summer leagues that start. But uh, how did you do? I bowled a 132, 138 and a 140. Just a real steady diet of my average. Was it fun? It was fun. We lost three teams. Okay. Because they don't want to wear masks or they don't want to be inside? Uh, I think it might be a combination of some people, you know, bowling. We have a mixed league and uh, we might have a couple teams of older they just don't want to be around uh, people it yet before yeah. the vaccine. Yeah, maybe mm-hmm. maybe wives or husbands are like, I'm not comfortable with you going bowling, mm-hmm. but uh, I have my zipper mask on from the play shop, and I yes, just felt fine, and it felt good to bowl just to be out and doing that. You know, on Monday night, the first night the restaurants open out, I got to go from Texas Roadhouse. Um, I, I was so happy to see the restaurant busy. I mean, yeah, if you're good. driving by restaurants, you're seeing people are going yeah, yeah, out, yeah. you know, wearing masks, taking the precautions and everything. So that feels good to have some life back. Yes. Well, it I'm is, glad you had fun. Yeah, it was just it just felt good. And of course, fun to see the bowling peeps and, you know, be back at. Uh, How fun. And, you know, the one thing uh, now there's more open bowling, um, you know, and a lot of a oh, right. lot of young people have rediscovered bowling. My son was doing it do. before the lo- last lockdown because he said he'll be back. It's yeah. something fun to do. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Oh, good. All right. Listen, we come back. Matt Belanger, news anchor from Channel Five Eyewitness News, is joining us. It's that time of the week. Time for it's Matt Belanger. Belanger, Belanger. Is that it? It's Matt Belanger. No, Belanger. Want to try again? It's Matt Belanger. Juliet, that's not even how you pronounce Bazinga. It's, it's Matt Belanger. Don't listen to them. It's Matt Belanger. It's Matt Belanger. Matt, Belanger. Matt. I know who you are. Hello, ladies. How are you all? Hello, my talkers. How's everybody doing? Hello. Well, we just need to get a news update uh, from yeah. you on. There's a lot of stuff happening in the world, so we'll just yeah. let you uh, start with uh, what are your news uh, stories that you guys are leading with over at Channel 5? Sure. Here's the quick update, uh, and then I've got to, I'm going to pick your brain about the man wall here okay, before we good. go. But we'll start in Washington. Okay. And uh, we have to start with the the, the first uh, American president to ever be impeached a second time. President Donald Trump um, now has that title. Uh, there's one article of impeachment against him, uh, and it passed. Uh, he's charged with inciting violence against the United States. We all watched what happened last yeah. week uh, at the U.S. Capitol building. So here's what happens now. That article of impeachment uh, moves to the U.S. Senate, and Mitch McConnell, who's the highest-ranking Republican there in the Senate, has indicated He's he's going to wait and hear the evidence during the trial. That's what he said. So he has not 
totally blocked out the possibility that he could support a conviction of Donald Trump with this uh, impeachment. And uh, that could, if it does happen, prevent him from holding political office in the future. So a lot of people waiting to see what happens in the Senate. Here's what we do know about that at this point. McConnell has also indicated he's not going to rush along a trial. So it likely won't be unfolding there on Capitol Hill until after uh, Joe Biden's inauguration, which is scheduled, of course, for January 20th. So that's kind of the, the nutshell of where we stand right now in Washington. We're okay, living where, in historical times, people. Oh my God. We sure are. Where do we stand in Minnesota? What's happening here? Well, I think a lot of that revolves around the coronavirus and talk mm-hmm. of the vaccines. And, of course, the federal government came out and said, hey, we want you to vaccinate, uh, talking to the states, we want you to vaccinate people who are 65 and older. We want you to vaccinate people with underlying health conditions, ASAP. And we want to get vaccines to, to more places where people can access them, like local pharmacies, you know, mm-hmm. your Walgreens or whatever down the street, right? And so state health officials have taken that. And, of course, they're working right now through their organized priority groups that were laid out, 1A, 1B. Uh, And so now they're taking this new um, order from the federal government and doing their best to try to figure out exactly how that's going to play out. Uh, If you also include now everyone who's 65 or older and those with underlying health conditions in in the priority groups that are, that are working to be vaccinated right now. The state's getting about 60,000 vaccines a week from the federal government, and state health officials have said that they need more vaccine to be coming to the state in order to really ramp up you know, the number of people getting this vaccine on a daily basis, weekly basis. And and so that's what they say they need to see happen in order to deliver here on, on the state's end. But the federal government has indicated, uh, and Joe Biden has indicated this, uh, he is pushing, federal officials are pushing to, to send all of the available doses yeah. out to states rather than like holding on to these ones for the second dose. I mean, it is medically important to get that second dose at the right time interval so that you can understand why that was being done. But yep. also the other side <laughs> the of that is, Just do it all. Do as many as possible. Matt, will people be called? Will they be contacted? Corey and I want to know. No, we really, I think a lot of people people want to know. And I, a friend of mine who works at a doctor's office said she's, they had to put a recording on their phone because people are calling the doctor's office. So I'm just wondering. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. What the procedure is if you know what it is. And 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 actually, uh, the answer to that is we don't. Okay. And the state, it, you know, Jan Malcolm was talking today. Just I was listening to her within the hour here. And uh, the state's message about this is we are still 
we the state, still trying to figure out um, what this all means as far as ushering in the folks who are 65 plus with the underlying conditions, all those folks, mm-hmm. and how that fits in to the, the phase 1B. You know, those people are waiting to go, and those are teachers and first responders and other, other critical jobs for our society. So, that, so they anticipate an announcement that will probably offer a lot more clarity about what folks who maybe are listening 65 and older, you know, what should we do? Um, I, think, I think the message right now would be hold tight for just a couple days until the state kind of gets that guidance out, okay. and then All they're right. going to let people know. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, Joe Biden's going to speak tonight, too. You can watch for coverage of that on 5 Eyewitness News tonight, uh, 6.15 Central Time. And he's scheduled to talk about his vaccine plan in this evening address today. Mm-hmm. And also uh, another big piece of things is the stimulus plan that he's been pushing for in Washington. You know, those he, he has been among the crowd uh, saying that we need $2,000 stimulus payments right mm-hmm. now. Uh, and so Joe Biden, again, expected to speak tonight, uh, 6.15. You can watch for that as he lays out uh, a pretty big proposal for the president-elect okay all right, right. now well, what question do you have for us well, about the man first of all the man wall's gone i mean not i'm yet, shook no, it's, it's still moving. here it's it's it's, it's still moving. oh well that's not what twitter said twitter julie was standing there and twitter told me the man wall was going away it is. and it i was is. thinking how can that well going away and moving or well, it's leaving things. our studio our historic yeah. Mural, yeah, <laughs> that we have. Julia is trying to, you know, give it the best corporate speak possible on it, but we yeah. basically have been told we're putting to, a new take it down sound barriers down. in our studio just, and doing some different things. Wow, which, I just it's I'm with the crowd. I'm with the my talker crowd. That's just like no, no. we can't. I mean, I can't believe. I thought there there needs to be a committee. We need to have Even an analysis of what the removal will will do. We're moving <laughs> yeah, it around my, the corner. We're taking it out of the studio. My moving mom it into was the double so wide. sad. She goes, I remember when you told me that you and Julia had brought in photos. <laughs> a magazine And I photos. go down and I laminate. I yeah. learned how to laminate. And you Casey, too. Casey, but it's, I, we're putting in new soundproofing in our studio. I mean, there's reasons for it, but at the end of the day, it feels like a death. <laughs> I, I I believe that it, it is a um, a piece of folklore and my talk history that must be preserved. And well, I am going to be in the camp of folks who say that we need to preserve this. And that may or may not be because a tiny one of my botched passport I, photos well, is wedged up there on the say, wall. We know your photos on the media. Yeah, <laughs> you snuck it in there without permission. <laughs> oh, it's like an inch big. Okay. <laughs> well, we don't want to talk about inches now, Matt. Unless oh, it's Lord, snow. ladies, Unless thank it's you. Snow. <laughs> Matt, it is so good yeah. to hear from you. All righty. We'll talk, talk to you tomorrow you morning on uh, Channel 5 at 11 a.m., guys. See you All then. right. Thank See you, man. All that BTS. I just, I don't, I do not get sick of that song. I know. It's so fun. It's fun. Okay, so uh, Leslie Jordan was on Late Night with Seth Meyers a couple nights ago, and uh, he's promoting his show Call Me Cat on Fox which is with Maya Bialik, and I think it airs on Saturday Saturday night. And I think it might have started a couple weeks ago, and they're finally getting Leslie out there to do some promoting. No, excuse me, it's on Thursday night, so you can catch it uh, tonight, and then it must replay on Saturday. And um, But he was just, uh, you know, he has been on TV for such a long time. People instantly recognize him. And you'll recognize his voice. Yeah, so, but here's... um, Seth wants to know how he went from not having Instagram to basically having millions of follows on Instagram during okay. the pandemic. I hope I'm right in saying this. It seems like a very good time to be Leslie Jordan. Well, 
I don't know. Give me a good pandemic and I seem to flourish, <laughs> which is an awful thing to say. But I just have done so well during this uh, 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 this time that uh, it's amazing. Well, what well one of the things you did was you, you found your way onto Instagram and uh, you provided a lot of uh, joy and comfort to people who were looking for it during this really troubling time. And, you know, I really didn't set out to do that. I was stuck in Tennessee at my mom's house, my mom and my sweet mom, and I was going crazy. And I had I had not been on Instagram for a while. I mean, I, I, about a year, uh, about two years ago, I was on a TV show called The Cool Kids, and um, the uh, head of publicity would, uh, at the time, would tell me, post, you know, that funny thing you said, post this. And I thought, I didn't know what she was talking about. I really didn't. I thought maybe she meant post-its, the little <laughs> yellow things. And so... She said, no, you need to put that on Instagram. And, and then she looked at me. She said, you don't have an Instagram account, do you? And I said, no, ma'am, I don't. And so they opened me one. And within a week, I had 20,000 followers. <laughs> and I couldn't shut up about it. I said, can you believe 20? They said, that's that's nothing compared to what you can have. And then Megan Mullally from Will and Grace posted, reposted something of mine. I jumped to 80,000 followers. <laughs> and I couldn't believe it. Wow. From just one person. Wow. Do we have a little bit more of Rocco? Okay, so there you go. And then when the when the uh when the uh stay at home orders happened and I didn't have anything to do, I was in Tennessee, I started posting twice a day, just silliness, just silly stuff. And my friend called from California, he said, You've gone viral. I said, no, honey, I'm in Tennessee with my mama. I'm fine. I don't have COVID. He said, no, you've gone viral on the Internet. And now here we go. I don't know, 5.6 million. I have no idea. And Unbelievable. And, yeah, it is. And then Seth was really enchanted with him. They talked about Will and Grace. They talked about the I Love Lucy uh, episode Rebo- where yeah. he played Beverly Leslie and he and Karen, you know, they reenacted the Lucy and Ethel scene stomping the grapes. And they talked about, I mean, Seth was just like, really? He said, you've been around for a long time, yes. but you're 65. I mean, he was just like, really like kind of wowed at that story. And Leslie told him, and of course, Seth didn't uh, play it. He said, well, you know, for a long time, because I would... I've been in every television show in one way or another. And when he went to L.A. when he was like in his 20s, he just he said it was the who's the beef era. It was like 1982 or something. And they were looking for character actors. Yeah. And so he said he did a lot of things like that. He said, but I always had to supplement my income. Uh, and I learned that I could go to gay bars. And you and I both saw him at camp. Yep. He said, and I could pack. And all I did was just stand up there and just gossip and tell my funny stories. And, he was so good. And Seth said, how many, you know, would you do of those? And he said, 45 or 50. And honey, that was hard work. And I won't ever have to do that again. Which is sad for us because of how much fun he was. I but mean, he, he could do a bigger thing. Thing, thing because you know he's got he told Seth he's got a book of essays coming out because he has a million stories and then we're gonna have him on for his book. Yeah. Seth asked him about his book that he wrote, My Life Down the Pink, Pink Carpet. Carpet. And Where he was in studio for that book. Yes, he was. Rocco, he was so much fun. So funny, but I never read anything but bits and pieces. I never read that book in full. Right. And he told Seth. I regret a few things I put in that book because I had some axes to grind and I wasn't 
as relaxed as I am now at sure. 65. Because he wrote that book, whatever, eight or nine years yes. ago. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And, and, and always super preppy and always super charming so, and could have been nicer and shorter than me. I'm so happy for his success. Same. He really, if you don't follow him on Instagram, hey, all you hunker downers, you know, <laughs> what are you what are y'all doing today? So and he would just flip over in his bed. You did a couple of I did a couple. to him. Just because, oh, Lord, that was a weird time last March when all that went down. <sighs> Come a long way. (laughs) Not really, but not really. You know, um, I'm looking at the series, Lori, and it's Call Call Me Me Cat. And he said it's the most fun he's ever had on any TV show, even though they have, you know, they don't get to hang out and do all the fun stuff. He just said the show is so fun. I'm curious if anyone's seen it because it really, it has terrible ratings. Does it? It has um, the average tomato meter on Rotten Tomatoes is 17%, but the audience score is 44%. And I, I feel like Neil Justin's, did something or Matt Roush from TV Guide or somebody they liked it? I thought eh. no, kind of. They eh. said they can't save it, but okay. um, it's well. disappointing. Her mother since 1982 is kind of a 39 year old woman who is Maya Bialik, um decides to spend her life savings on a cat cafe in Louisiana. It has a good premise. It really does. <laughs> it sounds like it could go somewhere, but maybe it's just warming up. Yeah, maybe. You know? Anyway, he's out there plugging in. He just gave great couch and I just... Oh, gosh. He's done quite a few print interviews. The LA Times yes. has interviewed her. Um, the New York Times, the Hollywood Reporter. He's he been said, at everything. But he just hasn't been out on the couch or whatever. Right. And, oh, I... Is the, the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City turning oh. already? formulaic to use your word from yesterday all right last night's episode boring no bueno boring turn into she said she said boring which is what we've seen in in so many housewives the reason why this was fun was it was fresh people who liked each other now they already don't like each other and are yelling and so i'm already i couldn't finish it last night i can't even tell those two women apart Meredith talks out of the side of her mouth. The two of you, they dress alike, they sound alike. Uh, the only thing that they saved They had good last lines, night, Lori, because it reminded me of you and me, one of their lines. They oh. they show up with their significant others and the women are dressed alike. And yeah. you and I... Always dressed alike. Always. Now, because we have a uniform and black t-shirt and jeans, but usually if we'd go to events, we'd always wear somehow mm-hmm. the same thing because we've been working together basically 30 years and no we have a symbiotic clothes relationship yes not surprised we're wearing the same outfit and then lisa goes class knows class we would never say that the ours might be trash knows trash that happened was they went to that ratchet spa in those rickety old bathtubs and jen had the same feeling i had about it was you'd make me drive four hours outside of salt lake city to go to the she's East trying Street. to get back with her husband seeing her Seeing a housewife full of injectables, makeup-free. Is not a good look. Rocco? <laughs> yes. Do you want to see, I was listening to the promo of Colleen and Bradley did during the break, talking about if you went to Kylie Jenner's house, right. and you showed up with a high school photo of Kylie Jenner, and then looked at her, these people look nothing alike. The injectables, we're going to look back at the injectable, injectable period, because there's, there's fillers, and there's fillers. Yeah. And so I think we will look back. The people with that much filler in their face, as evidenced by Jen Shaw, and she has tattooed eyebrows. Yep. 
<laughs> yeah, you you piqued my interest last week, and you said somebody was dressed in a bodysuit. Yeah, yeah, Beyonce. And then I looked her up, and I was like, ooh. Yeah. It is not the right suit to wear to your home. <laughs> you need a girlfriend to tell you. You can do better. And, you know, Mary's kind of getting shut out. And I, Mary, I'm kind of fascinated she by. Needs, she wants to buy a new house because I've got so many clothes. Why can't they fix up that closet she has? I've got so many clothes. I need to buy a new house. <laughs> I just need a new house for all the Gucci. I mean, blah. And then her eyes pop out of her head. She's I, like, I, I, like, I'm scared. I, I love Heather, but, you know, I Heather's really like, I really want to be on my own and not get $25 million a month from my ex. I'm yeah. like, why? Why? You signed anyway. up for it. You get the money. I really want to make my own decisions. I'm like, you get to. He's just I giving guess, you extra money. Right. I just felt like Bravo was tightening its, its clutches on Salt Lake City because we've been down this road with so yeah. many I'll iterations of housewives with the she said she said I'll factions i don't like it me, me i gave like, it only two okay. stars last night oh it was so boring Lori. yeah i was so bored all right so here's a couple things now tell me if you think this is a do or a don't a okay. julia child series is ordered at hbo max could be kind of fun uh, remember julia and julia the movie oh, that was such a good movie such a great movie i feel like she's a character and if they had some fun with her character, it could be something interesting. I'm not ready to commit either way on that one. All right. HBO Max is also, if you didn't sign up for it yet, their 22% discount offer is ending was to end Friday. It's been extended through the end of March. So if you prepay six months, it costs you like $69.99, um, which equals eleven sixty six a month versus the $15 a month. So it, Do you so, get HBO then, too? Yeah. Is it all of HBO? Yeah, We've had this so. conversation. Yeah. That's not much of a discount. 22%. I mean, I don't know. Anyway. But I think we are all on board saying HBO Max is worth it. HB, just subscribe to HBO and you get everything. No. Yeah, you do, Julia. We've had this conversation. If you get HBO, you get HBO Max. You I can, think that's true. You can, okay. you can subscribe to HBO Max. But I think if you want to change your platform on your cable to include HBO, it's a big jump. I do. It's $15 a month, I think. And so what is Julia saying this deal is, this 20% off? This is just HBO Max. It's 20 I know, but, but, but it's probably worth this it. This is the problem that HBO is having with their stupid streaming service. Really, no one knows what it means. Because you already pay for HBO, and HBO Max is just their streaming thing to try and get people in on the overall HBO. It's just like a weird, at least NBC, you know, they, they called it Peacock. And then they try and get you to... Like, Casey, the first time we watched Peacock, he goes, oh, we got to pay for this. I said, no, those are ads to make you pay for the premium so you can skip the ads. Right. Right. It's just, even some of the younger ladies at bowling last night were like, by the end of the day, you might as well just buy all the cable stuff for what you're paying for all the streaming. Exactly. Well, let's say you don't have cable and you want this. So Julia's saying uh, at $70 for six Six months, months. that's that's $11.67. That's better than $14.99. That's all I'm saying. If you want to take advantage of it, people, and you don't have cable, there you go. Voila. Time to take a break. There you go. We'll be right back. They were on um, a late night show. Andrew, Jerry, and Robert. AJR. They were on a late night show. I think, I can't remember if it was last week or something, but yeah, I just, I really like that. That's a bang. Bang, everybody. It's a banger. Okay, so you guys uh, have bought in. You bought the you know lottery tickets, and you, you let yourself daydream about winning the big money and leaving the rest of us yes. behind and all of that. I take you with me. Well, okay. Well, this story is a jaw dropper, 
And Joe Fryer from NBC on the Today Show. So it's about this Bitcoin investor who can't figure out his password to his digital wallet Uh that holds an estimated $260 million. Here's the story. It's a password worth hundreds of millions of dollars, a long, complex string of random letters, numbers, and symbols guarding the contents of an ultra-secure thumb drive like this one. I tried to pick a very secure one because I was very concerned about losing those uh, those coins. For nearly a decade, Stefan Thomas has had more than 7,000 Bitcoin locked away in the device. These days, cashing out the stash of digital currency would pay out more than 260 million real dollars. Much, much, much more than it was worth when he first earned them. If Stefan could only remember his password. Just like lay in bed and come up with a new way to recover it and then wouldn't work and I would try another way and it wouldn't work either. He's already made eight failed attempts to unlock the drive. Now he only has two more tries to get it right or the device will self-delete, clearing all of its data forever, including the password that will unlock all those millions. It's not like I barely don't remember it. It's, it's, there's no chance of remembering something that complicated from 10 years ago. Okay. I, Why wouldn't okay. you write? No, but Lori, I did, did this that. with Bitcoin. You did? I, a friend Uh-oh. of ours initially started buying it and told us about it at the state fair. And this is what, eight, seven years ago, maybe? Okay. Six, maybe six years ago. Um, and I started buying a little bit, but the way it was set up, they had to take it out like all the time. Uh-huh. And then you'd have to remember to cancel it or something. So I don't have a lot, but I'm sure it's worth something. Uh-huh. But I have no idea. What the passcode is? Oh no, not even a close. Oh, but I mean, I'm, I'm, I mean, I didn't do it. I did it for about maybe three months. I have no idea Mm-mm. because it changes all I the time. I don't even know. I haven't even thought about it. Oh wow. Well, you know, maybe you might want to dig around. <laughs> no, but I, I what do did know. You see, at seven thousand Bitcoin yeah, shares I don't that are have worth anything like that. Sixty million. I don't have like that. I but mean, maybe I may have, have ten. I'm sure I have ten. Okay, you but I have, have no idea where to even begin. Well, this it's probably one two three one two three. No, I've never password. used that. I, I've kept with some of the consistent ones, but I understand this because <laughs> I mean, think of how many passwords we have to remember, you guys. Well, and apparently, this guy like is some kind of whiz, uh, sure, uh, investor. Sure, so I'm sure so he had, he's kind of like so cavalier about it. And they showed the thumb drive, and I'm just like, holy crap! How yeah. is there not a program that can unprogram this program? Though is that's there what, more to the story. Do we sure. have a little bit more? Yeah, okay, right. listen. Because Bitcoin isn't represented by physical coins, it can't be held by a bank, meaning the military-grade drive is holding the only key to Stefan's digital fortune. Online, word of his password predicament has inspired some creative solutions, everything from hackers offering to crack the code to hypnosis. Is there at least maybe just the slightest bit of hope that you have buried somewhere in your head? Yeah, I mean, it, it, in some ways, like that hope makes it more difficult uh, because it's like, you know, it's it's easier if you can just let it be in the past and forget about it. And if you're thinking Stefan is handling this awfully well, well, there's a reason. He has made plenty of other money on cryptocurrency and he remembered those passwords, so he's doing just fine. By the way, he's far from alone. One company estimates there's more than $140 billion worth of Bitcoin stranded in digital wallets. The company that made the super secure flash drive tells us if Stefan can't figure out his password well there's nothing they can really do either 
Okay, Maybe that's friend, how Bitcoin's making this its is, money. They're depending I on people e- for getting I was this. just even trying to figure out how to go find it. Yeah. So Ryan, our friend, yeah. just sent me how much Bitcoin equals. It's like so much, so much money in versus a dollar. Yeah. But I don't even, so I went to Bitcoin.com because I can't even think of where you would even go and find it anymore. Right? You've got to have a digital flash drive. No, it's somewhere out there. I have no idea. Well, you're one of the $140 billion <laughs> of Bitcoin that's just <laughs> flying around. The rest of us I don't remember. even understand it. Seriously. I just was blown away at that story. And I'd never, you know, because the whole Bitcoin thing. I never understood so, it. Do you guys understand it? Yes, sort of. Well, I was giving it my money okay, for a little while. Rocco, do you understand A little it? bit, you know. Okay, it's explain just a, it. It's cryptocurrency. It's, it's a way to have money without, without banking. And without, without banking. Without gold. Dollars. Yeah. It's, you could buy things with, it's just a, instead of thinking of it a, a dollar, it's a, it's a techno dollar. And you can use it to spend money on things yeah. if if people accept, accept it. Do airlines accept it or uh, I don't know. I don't know who does yet. Well, no. Lori, I don't know, but I mean, this just listening to this, it's just piquing my interest. I'm thinking, where the hell is, hell that? is my Bitcoin? I I don't understand it. You know, I'm sure we're not alone, though. I'm sure a lot of people are struggling. I mean. And then the people who figured it out have made money, but then there's probably just as many people who haven't figured it out. If the report in this story is correct, that $140 billion of Bitcoin is just waiting to deactivate and disappear into nowhere. This is how how Bitcoin people are getting rich. They're like maybe depending on this, this long convoluted password that you have to give. And I cannot remember. Yeah. Let's see here. Um, yeah, it's just, it's crazy. It's like, I remember, it to me, Bitcoin is like right up there with where's the cloud. Well, the cloud, <laughs> I finally figured. No, but I figured the cloud was so hard for a while. I'll never, I'll never, ever forget. But to me, driving around the in the morning, listening to Kevin Berger and Clean, and they're talking about this thing called Twitter. Yeah. And that, this is after she did something on Kindle, because she's she was so technologically advanced. She wanted to talk about all the new things. And I'm like, I am never reading a book off of a digital thing. I like to hold my books. I'm like listening to her talk about it. And I'm like, this is so crazy. And then yeah. I remember her talking about this thing called Twitter. Yeah. And I go, well, what? who told you to buy Bitcoin? Your friend, Sherry. Oh, she did? <laughs> yes. That's so funny. And I'm not talking big dollar amounts. I'm talking, I'm not talking big dollar amounts at all. But, but I, Julia, think about if someone had talked you into just buying like I remember when I wanted to buy, I wanted Amazon. to buy Amazon when it was 283. I yeah. remember looking at my ex and saying we should buy Amazon. It's 283. They're going to have, they're going to have little buildings everywhere and deliver it to you right away. I remember that conversation yeah. vividly. And who Never won? did anything. You never got Wait, it? No, because it just required effort. You Rocco, can't just think things. You can't just no. think things out loud and they happen. That doesn't happen. It required calling someone and my 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 <laughs> aunt my aunt Claudia. I think her claim to fame is that she made her husband. He didn't want to. They like invested. You know, not a lot, but for them, you know, like ten thousand dollars in Apple stock. Huge now, right? Yeah. Yeah. But you just. But she's never, ever been involved. She just kind of, I don't know, she had a dream about it. Right. What happened? And this was just a passing thing. I remember a little clip in the newspaper. And then we just look at each other and thought, oh, all right. right. And then both of us, okay, we got to go get the kids. All right, you Bitcoin investors. Think. (laughs) Where where is it? What's your password? Oh, boy. All right, listen, we'll be back. 
As an Alliant Energy representative, I really enjoy helping businesses save. Today, I visited a business that asked for a free energy audit. After walking through their facility, I let the customers know how much money and energy they could be saving. Plus, I gave them an action plan detailing how to improve their energy efficiency. I showed them how they could save even more with rebates from Alliant Energy on equipment upgrades. If you are interested in saving energy and money, schedule a free energy audit at AlliantEnergy.com slash energy audit.